wasn't an announcement that attracted a lot of attention at the time, but it was uh, an April 14th of this year. Uh, announcement uh, of a partnership between the federal government and something called the Community Media Advocacy Center. It's $130,000 in, in federal funding, so not a huge amount of money in, in that context. Uh, but the Community Media Advocacy Strategy, uh, the partnership was for this organization to launch a series of events called Building an Anti-Racism Strategy for Canadian Broadcasting. So in other words, this was somebody, uh, an organization, who was responsible for teaching anti-racism. Now, the press release issued that day quotes two people. Ahmed Hussein, the Minister of Housing and Diversity and Inclusion, and Laith Marouf, Senior Consultant for the CMAC, Community Media Advocacy Center. Well, much has come to light about Mr. Marouf. And the federal government is on the defensive, as uh, the story uh, unfolded last week. Uh, funding to this organization has been suspended. Uh, the minister put out a statement saying, anti-Semitism has no place in this country. The anti-Semitic comments made by Laith Marouf are reprehensible and vile. We call on CMAC to answer how they came to hire Mr. Marouf and how they plan on rectifying the situation given the nature of anti-Semitic and xenophobic statements. So yes, there's some pretty pretty ugly anti-Semitism that's been posted on Twitter and online by this particular individual. How was it then that this partnership came about in the first place? The idea that uh, we want to get to the bottom of why this organization hired this guy. I mean, this organization basically is this guy and his wife. He was front and center in the announcement. This is who you were hiring. Why was this not all obvious at the time? Uh, so the federal government, it seems, is trying to put the onus on this organization. But uh, clearly the federal government needs to answer to this. How is it then that, that somebody really seems to, to hold deeply offensive anti-Semitic views was put in charge of teaching anti-racism to broadcasters? So I, there's a real need for some answers here. Uh, B'nai B'rith Canada is calling for an independent review of this whole situation. Because it doesn't seem like we, we've got the full story here yet. Joining us to, to talk more about all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program here this afternoon, uh, Marvin Rotrand, uh, National Director of the League for Human Rights for B'nai B'rith Canada, B'nai Marvin, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, uh, Robin. Thank you for the invitation to speak with you and your audience today. Uh, you asked all the right questions, and... Uh, we're still waiting for all the answers on exactly these questions. First of all, we may find that Maru's social media presence isn't really free speech, it's hate speech. And it may actually contravene the criminal code. And I think the more Canadians find out about this, the more shocked they will be. Uh, most Canadians, they see their country as inclusive, making a genuine effort to you know, give opportunity to everybody in this country, building model of diversity for the world. And um, trying to address, you know, unfair systemic obstacles and barriers that might exist. The word Canadians use often, we have to be fair to everybody. But that's not the vision that CMAC put forward. They see Canada as rotten to the core, needs to be uh, torn down. The language that Maruf used is also the language of CMAC. You'll see the words apartheid, colonial colonialism, settler colonialism, all in there. And, you know, some of the people and some of the institutions we think are fundamental to our country, they think are uh, the, you know, core problem. I mean, they see the CBC as, uh, 
as uh, the prime vehicles to spread racism in this country. I think you'll find few Canadians on the left or the right who might agree with that assessment. But this is not a pretty story, and the first objective should be to get Maroof out of there, and the second objective should be to get um, get all the answers. They did get $133,800 for six seminars. They held the first three in Halifax, Montreal, and Vancouver, and there's three more. That money has been suspended, but we're asking for more than that. What we're asking for is the funds that have been dispersed to be reimbursed. I'll get to that in a moment. We're asking for a new and better vetting process, not just aimed at CMAC and Maruf, but for you know, a whole cottage industry of anti-racism groups that have grown up, and many of which we think are questionable. Uh, what we're seeing in Maruf's uh, social media, what we're seeing in uh, CMAC's uh, webpage, and what we're seeing in their videos sounds like very much like what we read in a report a while ago on chaplains in the Canadian Armed Forces, in which the report essentially attacked the Christian, Muslim, and Jewish religions and said the only chaplains should be uh, pagans and shamans because they're not patriarchal and, and their religions are much more inclusive. I think Canadians would have been offended had that receive wider publicity, and I think they're going to be offended to find out that um, the criteria that are used are weak, and we're getting stuff like this slipping through all the time. Um, in Vancouver conference on May 14th, Maloof, Maroof actually made a three-minute anti-Israel rant as part of the official program. He called Israel apartheid. He denounced the Zionists conducting genocide. Um, and, you know, as such, that's part of the official program. And that it tells me that it's, it has no educational value. It needs to be withdrawn. So on the one hand, contracts like this are being given out, while on the other hand, the House of Commons came up with this recently, that the government of Canada thoroughly reject the demonization and delegitimization of the state of Israel and condemn all attempts by Canadian organizations, groups, or individuals, including university campus associations, to promote these views both at home and abroad. And that's a recommendation by the House of Commons Standing Committee on Public Safety and National Security. So they're saying the right thing, but we're giving money to people who are you know, fostering anti-Semitism uh, through anti-Zionism and who are insulting uh, a large body of Canadians. Uh, Maroof is not only an anti-Semite in his, his social media, media, he also attacked the black community, indigenous people who don't agree with him, the, uh, all French Canadians who he called stupid and having an intelligence of less than, you know, 77 IQ, and other groups as well. And yet he slipped through there was no effective um, vetting process. Even a cursory examination would have caught him and would have caught that CMAC is basically him. Yeah, and interesting. I mean, he was actually uh, kicked off to Twitter at one point uh, yeah. because of how, how ugly this stuff was and then, you know, changed his, his username and, and came back again. Now, a lot of their most of this that has come to light uh, was posted prior to April of this year. In other words, this stuff was all out there. Look, it's it's good that the minister has condemned all of this. It's, it's good that they've halted this partnership. But how on earth was all of this missed? Yeah, you, you, you asked absolutely the correct question. It shouldn't have been missed. A cursory examination of CMAC would have shown that it's a nonprofit founded in 2015, that the corporate address seems to be the same address as their main senior consultants, who are Leith Maroof and Gretchen King, who we believe is his wife. 
um, the board seems to be symbolic, and it's the consultants who seem to run the firm. Uh, Gretchen King's name appears on the corporate documents, uh, sent in. So CMAC to us appears to be uh, Leith Maroof and uh, Gretchen King. And, um, you know, they have, or he has, clearly enough of a history out there in social media that the red flags should have been immediately immediately raised and the contract should never have uh, gone forward. And some of the stuff that he said, I mean, it seems to be promoting violence, including shooting Jewish white supremacists and putting a bullet in their head and, you know, things that are insulting to huge groups of Canadians while he constantly and they constantly try to break down what they claim is, you know, apartheid, Canada's this. Uh, Lathan is a Syrian. I believe he's lived in Lebanon recently. He's just become a Canadian citizen two years ago, but doesn't seem to share any of the Canadian values that we cherish in this this country, and that is inclusion and working together to solve problems. His line seems to really be to uh, an effort to uh, basically attack and target Jews and to insult other racial and religious minorities as well. And the evidence is clear enough. So at the very first, we're asking the minister to make sure that this group never works for the government of Canada again, that Maroof is persona non grata, that they try to get the funding back, but that the independent review find out how was there that problem that they got through. And are there other cases like that? you know, lurking at Heritage Canada. Is the anti-racism program now have such a fine line that racists are promoting, uh, you know, supposed anti-racism? What we have proposed is that the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance definition of anti-Semitism become part of the vetting process. Groups that are going to push an effort to victimize, demonize Israel as a way of attacking Jews um, should never, ever work for the government of Canada. There's a growing recognition that, you know, the effort to spread lies and hate aimed at Israel is a driver of global anti-Semitism, including here in Canada. Last year, uh, Rob, we, at B'nai B'rith, we do an annual audit. It was our 40th year audit. It was the highest number of anti-Semitic incidents that we ever, ever recorded, and that included 75 uh, cases of violence aimed at Jews. The previous five years combined had been fewer in less than half the number of incidents that we had in 2021. In Alberta, the number of incidents went up 55% in one year. And that's because you started at a relatively uh, low level. In British Columbia, the number of anti-Semitic incidents went from 194 to 409 in one year. And so there's definitely a problem out there, and the problem is largely driven by hate aimed at Israel by anti-Semitic groups and hate groups across Canada. And this type of stuff feeds right into that narrative. It's a, what's so troubling to me, too, though, Marvin, is, you know, that the, 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 this guy was so brazen about it. Like, you know, he wasn't trying to hide these yeah. views. I mean, he was, he was, you know, publishing them for all to see. And just the notion that, in his mind or his supporters, that you can be anti-Semitic and somehow also be anti-racism as though racism is bad, but being anti-Semitic is okay or defensible. Like that, that's really disturbing to me. Yeah, it's, it certainly is. And I'm, I'm afraid we're probably going to find out there's some other cases that are similar. It's not quite as egregious as this one. And thus, look, I'm not taking any shots at the minister. As far as I know, he was alerted by a couple of members of parliament from the Liberal caucus, and he reacted. The funding was cut, 
And uh, I, I realize they're on the defensive. We've asked for the independent investigation. We've asked for other things. Um, a journalist uh, tried to reach me a few minutes before this interview to say that she's hearing that uh, you know, Minister Hussein's department is now actually, uh, you know, trying to consult the community on what the vetting process should be. If that's true, that is good, and that is progress as well. But however, this situation is far from, from close. The Jewish community and others want to know how a failure of this magnitude was able to get through Heritage Canada. And do we need to look at contracts that have been awarded over the last couple of years? Are there similar uh, you know, situations in the closet waiting to come out that are going to discredit uh, the entire anti-racist program. How can we work to make it better? That's my short-term goal. Um, I know that people are using this as, you know, political, uh, as political stick to hit the minister, the political parties will, you know, fight all they want. What we're concerned about is making sure that public money is never used to spread anti-Semitism. In fact, what we need is a clear metric and guideline so that any future contracts clearly will actually target anti-Semitism and use the IRA definition. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll see where this all goes from here. Much more, as mentioned, uh, b'neighbreath.ca. Marvin, thank you so much for joining us here today. Appreciate thank you, this. Rob, for the invitation. You have a good day. You as Bye-bye. well. All the best. Uh, Marvin Rotrand, uh, National Director of League for Human Rights with B'neighbreath Canada, b'neighbreath.ca. Yeah, they're demanding answers, reasonably so. Obviously, I think all Canadians should be demanding answers. So you're like, how the hell does this happen? If the government claims that you know public dollars should be used toward combating racism and discrimination... Well, this flies in the face of that. So you hold up uh, an organization or individual as, as an authority on the matter. And the whole time then, they're spreading garbage like this. That's counterproductive to say the least. So yes, the government has a lot to answer for, but this does speak to a, a bigger issue as well. When it comes to, I guess, what we would describe as maybe anti-Semitism on the left. And we are about the far right or neo-Nazis or where, where that resides the Islamic extremism, where, where some of that comes from as well. But this almost falls into a kind of a different strain of, but still just as ugly anti-Semitism that, that exists on the left or the far left.